Coming up on this episode of the Spiro Podcast, you have to question if you're going to grow and be relevant in whatever it is that you're doing, in this case, real estate media. So yeah, um, question those requirements, challenge them, and put in some new plans to be relevant in your business to what your realtor clients need. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Hi, and welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform uh, designed to really help you manage your day-to-day -day activities and help you grow and scale your real estate media business as well. I'm Craig Magrum, host of the podcast, and uh, with me, as always, our owner, founder, co-host. Co co what what other titles can we come up with for you, Todd? Uh, uh, Todd Kivimaki. <laughs> uh -huh. Only bad ones, Craig. Fill in the blank. That's... <laughs> So, hey, yeah. good, hey, good to see you all today. Uh, it's great to be back. We apologize. Uh, we missed last week. Uh, the week got a little busy, and mm. sometimes I've learned in businesses. Sometimes you just have to say no to some things because yeah. when you say yes to everything, uh, you're really saying no to something. So I'm sorry. I told no, said no to you last week. I talked to a lot of y'all last week. So that was exciting, but, um, had a, had a, had a guest in office last week, um, that we'll, we'll get into someone that came out to see me, but, um, sorry about last week. Excited to be back in this week. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're going to dive back in uh, both feet, but before we get to this week's topic, uh, a couple things we want to go over, um, some great conferences coming up, Todd. Yes, we've got, now is the time for learning. So as we wind down, in the busy season, uh, for most people, I know on the opposite side of the world, depending what your weather is, you might be going into busy season. But uh, in the U.S., there are two great conferences. Um, so PMRE is November 8th and 9th. It's out in Las Vegas. And uh, we will be there. Uh, we're, a, we're one of the sponsors of the event. We will be at booth 10. Um, so it is a great two-day event. It is at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And uh, so it's, it's a great time there. They put on a lot of production, lots of great speakers. They have uh, released all of their, their uh, presenters. You can find out more at pmreconference.com. If you do want to book a ticket, uh, shoot me an email. I have a discount code to save $50 off of their ticket. You can get me at hello at spiro.media. Right. Also, a yeah, I was just saying, yeah, go ahead, a, sorry. Second, a second one that's uh, a really great conference. It is. Yes, this is the rep conference. So many of you, uh, thousands of you know um, Eli, Eli Jones with the rep team, R-E-P-P. -P. Um, and uh, they have a conference coming up and it is just the week before, November 3rd and 4th uh, in Las Vegas as well. So you can probably pull a double duty. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be at both conferences. So I'm excited. Um, I think Eli's even going to let me present on our brokerage deals and we're, I'm going to awesome. give a presentation there. So lots of great things. Uh, you'll get uh, a lot of great um, little nuggets on both. Uh, I know Eli focuses really on the business and they are big. If you don't know them, check out um, repteam.com. And that's R-E-P-P-T-E-A-M.com. Uh, they focus a ton on taking you from zero to 10, you know, 6K a month, 6K to 18K a month, 18K to 30K a month. And uh, they have really systemized training. So check it out. There's two very valuable 
conferences there. And nicely, they are both in the same location. It's one plane ticket out, uh, one plane ticket back. And uh, if you're going to go, many of you have let me know. I know Cam, I'm going to see you and your brother there. And many of you others, uh, I'm going to see you there. Pete's going to be there. Pete's conferencing over there. I talked to Pete yesterday, Craig. He's conferencing yeah. over like the, the next like 12 weeks. It's great. So, you know, he's going to all the click funnels and all the big conferences, but he's going to be there. If I missed you, I'm sorry. I know some of you have told me you're going to be there. Come find me. I'm going to be there for the whole week, like 10 days. Um, I'm excited about it. I really am. Yeah. You know, I know you guys know Vegas isn't my thing, but it's exciting because I get, I get to connect with you guys. And I talk to you guys all day, you know, throughout the weeks, like Austin, Austin's training for this Ironman. Craig, you and I didn't talk about this, but Austin's like, yeah, I'm going to okay. do an Ironman. Austin does, he does a goal, a big goal every year, which is really cool. Um, hmm. John Acuff has a podcast called All It Takes is a Goal. And uh, he did something similar where he'll focus on a goal and it'll be random things. And Austin's hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to do an Ironman this year. He's like, I might learn to sew next year. So it's just like, huh. yeah, just like, but, but the thing was, and I gained a lot from this, but he wants to take something and do it really, really well. Like become a master of it. Um, yeah. So anyways, this is how you can improve some of your mastery, um, not only learning, but connecting with uh, your peers in the field. And uh, so if you're going, shoot me an email uh, and uh, let's connect while we're out there. Yeah, sounds like a plan. They're, they're great conferences. I will be staying back in Ohio. Um, so I, I will miss those of you that I met last year at, at uh, PMRE. But Todd, you're, you're going to have a great time. And yeah, we, we always love connecting with people. So. Yeah, Craig, I know when Cam was saying that he's going to be out there, he's like, I'll see you and Craig. I'm like, you're actually not going to see Craig. I was like, oh, that's shoot. Wish we could. And they're yeah. coming from Australia. So, um, that's yeah. Awesome. So you'll be missed, Craig. Yeah. Nick will be there. He'll be my color commentary. So um, he was there last year. So Nick and I will be there. Let's just say this. Nick is much better at color commentary than I am in person in large groups. I'll, I'll tell you guys, I'm an introvert. So I'm the quiet guy. Now on a, mm -hmm. on a platform like this, I can, I can talk all day. I worked in radio for almost 20 years and that was great because it's one person locked in a small room behind a microphone. I could do that all day. Put me in a big group. Mm -hmm. I'm the wallflower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, I didn't mention Eli's conference. So the third and the fourth there at the Mirage. So they announced that yesterday. So you're South Point um, and the Mirage. So right there on the strip. Very cool. All right. Some great conferences. Check those out. Uh, if you want more information, you can just uh, drop drop Todd here uh, an email. Hello at Spiro.media. All right. Uh, let's dive into updates for Spiro. We are constantly rolling out new things. We are, yeah. So put me on the clock here. This is just a right. shameless plug for Spiro. Um, start the clock. Uh, Pop-up upsells. We now show the picture associated with the service that you're upselling and the description. So, Jordan, thank you for that suggestion. We have the mm. picture in the description so that we can capture them. The goal of the upsell is to sell more, and adding those two things does that. Thank you, Jordan. Invoice, if you're adding custom fees, we usually just say if you would add multiple of them, we would tally up all the custom fees. And on the invoice, we just say custom fee. Well, that's not very descriptive. Hmm. Now we show a line item of any custom fee that you add. And uh, so that is detailed out so that your client knows exactly what you're doing with that custom fee. Uh, 
Right. Uh, we, we now have a new inside when you log in the admin panel. So this is for you to get to us. We now have a new support button there. Um, so we're using intercom. It's a, it's a huge platform that just about everybody uses, but the knowledge base is in there. You can get straight to me, straight to my team. Um, you're going to see some new names that are helping you with this so you can get better and quicker service. So all the knowledge base, all that's in there. So please, you can use that in the panel. It comes straight to my phone, comes straight to our team. Um, so just click that little button. It pops up and you should find some goodies in there. New marketing templates. They are in there. Tessa designed them. Uh, we put them in there. I think you have eight new ones and you have uh, vertical templates now. So the reels, you know, you guys are a lot more hip than I am. I know they're called reels, but they're nine by, you know, nine by 16, the tall ones, whatever you want to call them, showing my age here, but they are in there. Uh, Tessa did a great job. They're looking good. Keely, uh, thank you for the suggestion to get those in there. Um, coming soon, web hooks. Pete's going to love webhooks. You guys are going to love webhooks too. This will yeah. this will help you get integrated with other systems. I think it'll do your QuickBooks too. Um, Merge Fleet standalone. So we talked about Merge Fleet forever. You guys are emailing me like, where where can I? What is it? I know we've kind of kept this behind closed doors. We're we're just building a little bit more information. We use it every day at Wow. So sorry, we get to use it. Brian's using it. If you want to use it, I can set it up for you. It's not really detailed out right now, but it's cool as can be. It's going to be simplified here in about a, a few weeks. Um, order page custom questions. That's coming as well. So um, those are my coming soon's. Very cool. Lots of great suggestions coming from you, users of the Spiro, uh, the Spiro system. Keep those coming. We want to make this uh, software work for you and for your business. So thank you for that. There's countless of other other updates as well, where you guys have suggested, could this button go here? This should say pay now, pay to unlock. There's all of those in there as well. Um, so you probably see a lot of pop-ups in the system with updates. Those are like the polish that you guys are helping us out with now. We build it, we build it for us. Now that you guys are getting into it, we're getting all of your feedback. So there's a ton of polish updates going in as well. So please just suggest it. You know, there was one on the sign-up form. Somebody new signed up, and I don't remember your name. I apologize. But they said when you choose other, put an asterisk that shows that you have to write the other that it's required. You know, we put it in last night. So give us all those little polish things. We want to yeah. make it the best system. We want to make it very clear. Anything else you want to cover before we dive into this week's topic, Todd? I think we're good. No, that is it. I think we're good. Yeah. Let's jump in. Awesome. All right. So we're going to talk, we're, we're going to little, get a little philosophical, Todd. We're, we're going to dive deep here. We, <laughs> you're, you're smirking. We are. Yeah, try not <laughs> so, to. So this morning we had a, a great team meeting in which uh, you shared some thoughts from a name that uh, I think most of us would recognize. Uh, mm -hmm. You either love the guy or you, you wonder about him sometimes, but you can't deny his genius as you, you shared with us. And that is uh, the philosophy of how to scale. And you shared some things from Elon Musk uh, with us as a team that I thought were really good. And that's what we're going to dive into this week is the subject of how to scale your business, the philosophy of scaling your business. So Todd, I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Thanks. Yeah. So many of you and all of you are out there saying, Hey, how do we scale? this is a down year in real estate and it might not be for your business, but listings, if you look at the listings number, listings are down across the mm. U S and I'm sure they are in the world. And so many of you are out there saying, Hey, how do we scale? 
Todd, how'd you go from starting to doing 12,000 a year? Um, you know, I might not want to go to 12,000 a year, but how can I get to a thousand or how can I get to 2000, whatever that number is. But scaling is, is something that we all think about as business owners. And over the years, I've made plenty of mistakes on scaling. And I was reading an article the other day and it was about Elon Musk. And again, love him or hate him. He's, it's hard to argue his genius, like Craig said, <laughs> but he had five bullet points and oh my goodness, I just really resonate with these bullet points. So back in the history of Tesla, they had a point where they had to make manufacture a lot more cars to hit, you know, the burn rate they were going to make sure that, you know, everything worked and they had to scale to like 5,000 cars hmm. and they were doing far less than that, but they couldn't build another facility at the time. They just didn't have the time to build it, whatever the, the reasons were, but they could not, it was not an option to say, if we're doing 2,500 at this facility, if we need to get to 5,000, just build another facility. It was not an option. So hmm. Elon went back into the factory and he lived by five bullet points that I'm going to give to you today. And these really resonate with me. And I have printed them out. We're designing something to put on the wall. I've sent them out to everybody who's remote. And I am really championing these five bullet points because I think if you want to scale, this is some of the foundational things that you need to think about to actually scale. No, number one is question every requirement. So question okay. every requirement that you're doing right now. Well, how would you define a requirement? Let, let me get a little nerdy and detail-y here. Yeah. So anything that you've done in the past, question why you're doing it like that today. Maybe that's simplest form. It's it's because we've always done it that way, Todd. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. And, and, and th thank you for teeing that one up because that's what I said today at morning meeting. Yeah. I said, I know we've done a lot of things in the past. And if you are saying we're doing them today because we've always done them that way, please mm. take a second to question every requirement. Uh, we, we've done some silly things. I, got, I have an example at the end of these five bullet points that really ties this all together in a way that we, oh my goodness, we just simplified. We did all these five bullet points and it was incredible at the response. So if mm. you've done it away forever, question it not a reason to always continue to do it that way. Right. Can I, can I share an example of this just from my past? Yeah, please. Just, yeah, just to ahead. put something concrete to this. So some of you might know, I've shared this with, with you before. I worked in radio, broadcast radio for almost mm -hmm. 20 years. And the, the last four years that I was in it, I managed a, a local radio station here that was the, it was the oldest Christian station in town. And it had a, a, <laughs> I, I will say it had a format, but I, I use that term loosely because it really didn't have a format. Uh, but it was a mix of of Southern gospel and sacred music and teaching programs and other types of talking programs. It was just kind of a montage of I you couldn't you couldn't put your thumb on what it really was. But it had been that way for a long time. And there was a very small core group of listeners that were literally, uh, unfortunately, there's no other way to, to put this, but they were slowly dying off. Uh, the, the audience was an older audience and the station was dying and no one had made any changes to that format 
to breathe new life into that station and have it relevant to the community again. And we had to ask the question, why are we doing it this way when we know that it's not producing the results that we need? Mm-hmm. And there was a small core group of people within the organization and then also the listeners themselves that, well, it's always been this way. This is what we do. And they didn't they didn't want change. So when you ask that question of, uh, of questioning a, a requirement, just know you're going to get pushback. Well, because this is how we do it. And there's not going to be a logical reason. It's just this is how we do it. And this is the way I want it. You have to question if you're going to grow and be relevant in whatever it is that you're doing, in this case, real estate media. So, yeah, um, question those requirements, challenge them, and put in some new plans to be relevant in your business to what your realtor clients need. And, and, and if that's scary to you, that's okay because most of us are not wired to appreciate and welcome change. <laughs> right. Just get, just, Give yourself a break if you're like, oh my goodness, I, I, I've lost some clients, you know, like the radio station, mm-hmm. and we only have so many clients left, and they like what we're doing. If we change, we might make those clients unhappy, so we're gonna lose the rest of our clients. That's natural for you to to, to kick in. Right. And, and it, you have to have some level of faith that the changes you're making that you know are going to have a positive impact, have the faith mm-hmm. that you're going to find new clients. And that's what happened with this radio station. It suddenly started reaching families again, younger families. And the sta- I'm no longer there, um, but the station was voted in our, it was the Toledo City Journal, best radio station in Toledo by, mm-hmm. you know, by a, a, a grassroots vote type of effort. So the station's doing great now. Your business can Mm -hmm. be doing great when you make those changes that are needed for clients that you don't have yet, but you're starting Mm -hmm. to meet their needs because you've questioned old requirements. Yeah, fabulous example, Craig. Question every requirement. Number two, yes, delete any part of the process you can. Again, delete any part of the process that you can. And this somewhat is connected with number one, but over the years, you're going to just continue to do a few things because it might have solved one special case. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know about for you guys in your business, but for us at WOW and at Spiro, the special cases are always the most painful. Hmm. It's the 80-20 rule again. You'll put in 20% effort to get 80% of the way there. Now, think about that. That's that's 20% of the effort will get you 80% of the way there. Hmm. So the special cases lay above 80%. And you might have had some gaps in that upper 20% of cases. I know we have. Um we had one this week. Ryan's like, I shot 10,000 houses. This has never happened to me with a <laughs> lockbox. And you'll start to put in, you'll, you'll do some things in your process to protect yourself from that one time it happens in 10,000 mm. listings. But then you become so inefficient right? That, I, that I'm doing these things because I just want to make sure I, I, I take care of that one out of 10,000. No, just delete it just delete it and get rid of it. It's, it's not helping you. It's the kiss philosophy. 
you there familiar you with yes. that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should yeah. I spell it out for those who might not know the KISS philosophy? Nah. I, look yeah. it up. Look it up. Keep it <laughs> keep it simple, stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know what the last S you put on there, but yeah, it's like, that's, you know, keep it simple. Right. So uh, number three is simplify and optimize. That so kind of ties the, in. Yeah, it, it does. It does. And, and, and that one really resonates with me now. The funny thing is, is, is simple. I don't do simple very well all the time. I love to optimize. I like to kid myself and think that I can optimize it so well that I can make it complicated. But I'm, <laughs> I, I know I, that's a me thing. I'm kidding myself that I can't do that. So I'm learning as I get older that it needs to be simple and I need to optimize it. So people like simple. Again, back to the KISS perspective. Yeah. Sim simple is easy for you to sell and explain. Simple is easy for your clients to understand. Okay. Simple is easy for your staff to execute. And it just makes everything go so much better. You have more capacity when you keep it simple than when you make it complicated. You know, Mike Michalowicz wrote a book, Pumpkin Plan. The Pumpkin Plan, I think is what it's called. But if you haven't read it, I would highly suggest that you read it. Now, he uses some language in it, just the way he speaks. I, I think he's, a, you know, um, from a northeastern state. I, I don't know where. Anyway, sorry, if you're from a northeastern state and you don't swear, I apologize if I offended you. But anyway, it's just it's just the way he speaks. So don't be offended by it. He does use some language in the book. Um, nothing terrible, but he does swear a little bit in the book. Um, but it's talk. he talks about how do you grow the world's biggest pumpkin? Hmm. And basically the cut to the chase, and this isn't spoiling the book, but literally he researched and he studied there's people in the world that it's their goal every year. And it's about this time, at least, at least in the States that you are growing pumpkins. My kids are growing pumpkins. My, my, my kids partnered with the reeds down two houses down and we have the Kiva Reed pumpkin patch. Now they've written it all <laughs> over the streets and chalk and they've planted pumpkin seeds and they're watering them. And, and, and they're probably going to try to sell them because they're my children. But, um, <laughs> little but entrepreneurs. You, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But how do you grow the world's biggest pumpkin? Well, to grow the world's biggest pumpkin, you have to cut off on the vine all of the pumpkins that are not going to be the biggest pumpkin hmm. because yeah. all the nutrients have to get through the main vine to that one pumpkin. That's going to be the biggest. And that's hmm. the only way that you grow the world's largest pumpkin is by doing that. So you got to simplify, you got to optimize and that will allow you to grow your business into a bigger pumpkin. There you go. That, you know, Thinking about that, Todd, that can be kind of painful, though, because you don't want to mm -hmm. see anything die. You might be invested mm -hmm. in those smaller pumpkins for whatever different reasons. Yeah. But yeah, if, you're, if your end goal is, hey, I need this, though, to be as big and effective as possible, I got to let these other things go. That, that can be hard. Oh, goodness, especially you see personalities out there. I'm a C as well. If you're a C in the disc profile, if you're a C, you want everybody to be okay. How many of you guys have fired a client before? I got Not close. an employee. Empl employee's hard too. 
employees yeah. really hard too, especially the first couple of times you do it. But how many of you have fired a, a client before? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough. Hard. That's a whole nother podcast, Craig. I, we need to get back to pumpkin planning. Um, mm. and, and cause there's so much value. I mean, I was invigorated after I, I, I read that book. I read his next couple books after that, but you got to focus on really where you can put your attention. It's the same thing. Uh, the people that do 80% of your business are going to take 20% of your time. Mm. The yeah. people that do 20% of your business are going to take 80% of your time. I guess if you just think about that, that's crazy. Cause it's like your largest client is going to take the least amount of time from you. Mm -hmm. it's, the well, client that, it, yeah, go I, ahead. I, th I think Sorry. it's because they've learned how to be efficient and optimize. Mm -hmm. If they're working yeah. with you and they're happy, it's because they found a system that makes things easy for them and they're not going to be a problem, a, a problem client. So right, it's, it's right. good synergy there. If, if you've created systems that make things easy, those successful people are looking for those types of systems that make things mm -hmm. easy for them and make them more profitable. So the more yeah. work you put into making things easy, the more profitable you are and the more profitable your client is. Yeah, for sure. I, I read this on, on one of the groups. This was um, in the rep group um, this week, but um, there was a client referred to, um, to the photographer and the, uh, it was a great client. You know, the client has been with this photographer for quite some time and, and a referral came in, which is great. You know, that's awesome when your clients mm -hmm. refer you, but the new client coming in, they were so fixated on the price and talking the photographer down in price. Hmm. You know, this photographer posted in the group, you know, what would you do? And I think Phil gave really good insight, but he, he said, you know, basically like if this is their first shoot in and they're asking this much and taking up this much of your time and are, are negotiating on your rate right now, then is this even really a client that you want? Is this a client that you hmm. need to give time to? It's, it's tough though, like you said, Craig, because right their business worked. You had a raving fan that referred business to you, but you might not be able to grow bigger if you don't tell that new client coming in no, because they're going to take up 80% of your time. Right. Just cut them off the vine, go find the other large pumpkins and optimize and simplify your process. Yep. There you go. All right. Step, uh, step four. Yeah. So the step four was accelerate the cycle time. So the idea here is, and I've been thinking about this one a lot because all, all the other four of them really resonate with me. And this one was, was interesting to me. Um, this is basically the way I, I, I take it is if whatever work it takes to take one step forward, the energy that your body takes, the calories that it takes to move one step forward, the work in your business that it takes to move one step forward, how can you put that same energy in and how can you take a leap forward or two leaps forward? Um, it's, this is a little crazy for me. And this, there's a book I'm looking over my bookshelf. It's called you squared. Um, hmm. and it's a short book. It's like 50 pages, but it talks about this exponential growth through the same or less actions and activity that you've had. Uh, some of it's, a, still a little bit out there for me because um, it, like, it's like I think back to school when I was learning um, to program. Like it's the idea of recursion 
for any, any developers out there, no recursion. That was like the most difficult thing because you write a function that calls itself. And that makes no sense because you're writing something that then is going to use itself and recursively work its way through. And it saves, like it's so efficient and it saves so much time. It's crazy. But you have to kind of take that leap of faith to think, okay, if I can put an X amount of effort to get Y, how can I put an X amount of effort to get Y squared, Y times Y? Hmm. Um, so that's, that's what he had to do because he had to build more cars. But if you can figure that out, if you have a better, if you have something that resonates with you, that... I, I love this one because it challenges me the most because I don't always think this way because it's like, okay, if I'm going to do one thing to get a little bit further ahead, how can I get a year ahead with that much work? So yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. But we'll let you guys chew on that one. My, my silence is, yeah, trying to digest that one. Go ahead. Sorry, Todd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'll just jump into the last one here. This is one that I love automate. His last one was automate, you know, automate everything you can. And um, that is um, with everything you do, I'll give you, you know, it, it fits really well in the software. I know you guys are like, yeah, great, Todd. You picked one that fits really well in the software because our <laughs> software does automate a lot of your day. But seriously, like even like my what I what I wear every day. I don't know if you if there's any correlation to when this podcast is done and how many shirts I have. But when I'm done with a shirt, it just gets cycled through gets cleaned and then it gets put to the end. I literally, I, my next shirt is whatever is next in line. And it's just a, it's, it's just a line. The new shirts come in once I'm, I have them cleaned, I hang them up and then I wear them down and I never think about, it. I never stand there and go, am I going to wear the blue shirt or the light blue shirt or the dark blue shirt or the blue checkered shirt? I just grab the next blue shirt and I put it on because I know it's been X amount of days since I've worn it. And I don't have <laughs> to think about what I wear anymore. I've never even thought about doing that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like I'm I'm sick of standing in my closet. And what of out of the 17 blue shirts that I own, which am I going to wear? It's yeah. like Todd, get over yourself. Just come up with the automate this. <laughs> That's right. So as I, we've, <laughs> I know I have problems, Craig. You can no. say it. We're, we're 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 family. Remember, you can tell me. <laughs> We are. We are. No, I just, the way your mind thinks of, yeah, you, you create a system for everything. I love it. I love it. No, it, it challenges people like me. That's a little, little bit more haphazard. I mean, I'm not completely disorganized, but um, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. I just in, in thinking through these, these five things that, that Elon Musk's, you know, lives his life by and runs his business by, I, before we even started the, the podcast, Todd, I, you know, I'd looked over notes and, and was thinking about this topic. And the thing that popped into mm -hmm. my mind first was, okay, so the person that's listening to this podcast that is maybe looking at getting into real estate, you know, media or is mm -hmm. smaller and, but wanting to grow, wanting mm -hmm. to scale. And they are in a market where there is competition. Say they have you know, another larger company or two or three larger companies, but they really want to do this. They enjoy mm -hmm. doing it. They want to scale it. They want to make their living at it. But hey, Todd, I've got these three major competitors. How do I even stand a chance? The, these five steps are good ways to really critically think through your business and the strategy and, and the, the tactics that you're going to build to make mm -hmm. yourself competitive in that market. Um, what, what thoughts do you have in, in that type of situation for that, that individual that's wanting to grow, but is facing some, some tough competition in the market? 
Yeah. First off, um, don't run that through your head too much. Competition mm -hmm. is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And you just need to get over that fact. There's competition. You know, there's competition everywhere. We, yeah. we, we have a, um, a relatively large real estate media company. And when we try to grow in new cities, there's competition there. Right. And we're the, we're the company no one's heard about, um, you know. So there's competition everywhere. And if yeah. you follow these things, again, the simple thing, at least for me, I think that will resonate with your clients because when you can keep things simple, this is how we price our products. This is what we do for you. This is our turnaround time. This is how you order. You get them back at this rate, whatever it may be. If you keep those things simple, trust me, there's someone in your, there's some of those competitors that have complicated the process. Mm. And, um, you know, a, another thing that is simple is just talk to some of your realtors, yeah. literally talk with your voice, like call them and ask them. So, hey, I really look up to what you've done. I'm getting started in real estate photography. Could I come to your office? Could I buy you lunch? I have some questions for you. Would you be willing to help me? Hmm. That's kind of a vulnerable thing to do, yeah. to call them and say that. But it's going to resonate with some of them because they remember when they were the small realtor starting out. And they're going, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to help you. And then yeah. just ask them. You might not actually earn their business today. You might not, you might just not be set up to handle what they need. You know, they might right. shoot a hundred a year. They might be a company that shoots thousands a year, but you can gain some insight. And that's a very simple thing. That's the first thing that came to my mind is like, let me ask my clients what they want. Why complicate it and try to think about it? You could whiteboard all you want. You could do spreadsheet after spreadsheet after spreadsheet of thoughts and ideas of what might earn their business. Just ask them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that, I'm older. Kind of, I don't know. That's I'm older than you are, but but I I totally agree with that. You can have all the systems in in the world um, to make things simple and efficient, but yeah, if you're not willing to sit down and talk with people and have those face to face conversations and be transparent and and honest with people about the questions that you have, you're never going to build the relationships. And my whole thing is relationship building. People buy from people they like they know, like, and trust, right? We've, we've shared that in past mm -hmm. podcasts. I'll, Pete has been on, he's shared that. Um, mm -hmm. he, have your systems, those are needed, but have those personal relationships that you take time to build. And, and it does take mm -hmm. time to build. You got to have some patience with it too. You do, you do. Yep. Craig, can we transition? Let's, let's poke a little fun of ourselves at WOW and let's talk about yeah. a process. And it will mainly be me because I created a lot of the process. But let's talk about a thorn in our side at WOW, <laughs> which is multi-unit properties. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> see, Craig, see, see his first reaction? Yeah. Well, multi, here, so mu <laughs> here, here's why I'm reacting because I, I experienced the pain of this on two different fronts. One is the photographer yeah. in a market. And number two is the business development specialist that has to process all this stuff. So yeah, yes. that, there, there was my reaction, multi-unit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's truth. That's truth right there. Your clients do that too. So or our yeah. clients did that too. <laughs> so multi-units, and, and for those of you that you might call it something different, but it's basically, um, it's where multiple people live at one address. You know, it's either a duplex where two people live, they've, they've divided a house, or it's a apartment complex where there's many um, families inside that one location. 
And for us, we had uh, quite a few clients begin to want us to shoot these. And we thought about it from every angle. And we thought, <laughs> okay, well, there's, it's one location, but there's multiple properties. Okay, great. Well, it's going to take more time on site. And it's kind of like shooting a whole nother property. It might be like 60% of shooting a property. Or is it 40% of shooting a property? <laughs> well, there's two kitchens. And main rooms get three to four images. And there's two living rooms. And there's two situations there with families. And then what if you have to go, you know, what if you have to go to a different floor? What if it's the property's on site? What if it's two different locations? Like literally, y'all, we thought through all of these. Yeah. Craig, you, how big was the spreadsheet that we created to, to quote these things? Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know exactly, but it was a lot of steps that I, I would read through. And every time that multi-unit situation come up, I'd reread through the whole thing to try and keep it straight and how it was, I was supposed to set it up. It, it was long enough. Let's, let's just put it that way. Yeah. And the process was the fact that the client, the agent ordered the multi-unit and we had nothing on the order page that said multi-unit. We didn't have an add on any service. So they would order it and we would try to catch it as new order emails came in and we would try to, try to see if it was a multi-unit did they you know did they say some verbiage in their notes or we google search the address does it look like it's a duplex from there our customer support team would do that then the customer support team would call the bds the, the business development specialist well our salespeople are out building relationships it might be at coffee, lunch, manager meetings, presentations, conferences, whatever, all of the above. So we would, um, you know, tell, call the client and tell them that the salesperson was going to call them back to give them a quote on the multi-unit property, which they already ordered and they already saw a price for, and they weren't able to order multi-unit on order page. I'm not kidding you. I know there's a whole bunch of problems here. Like this is real life for us. We just solved this problem. We did this prior to, to two days ago. And so the BDS person or the BDS would um, eventually get back to where they can make calls. They would call the client. Sometimes the appointment is tomorrow. So now it's like 6 p.m. We're calling them. And sometimes we're telling them that their, their rate is going up like double, triple. And they're shocked by the fact that we go through this rubric of it was photo only, photo, video, photo, and Matterport. And then there were seven different tabs at the bottom, pending the service area and pending who knows what other variables. So we'd eventually have to get them a price. And the on-site duration would change. And sometimes we'd have to move the appointment because we didn't think we had enough time. And this is just one thing that literally all five bullet points that we talked about, they came into play here. And mm -hmm. the biggest one was just simplify because I realized that everybody, you know, Craig's, you guys heard Craig's reaction when I said, let's talk about Malta. He was like, oh no, that there's like, Craig doesn't even swear and there's swear words going off on his head <laughs> <laughs> about multi-unit um, properties. There might be truth to that, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I'm turning and this red, is just the point. That, yeah, sorry. I because I, I, I real I finally realized like, oh my goodness, what we created was insane. Yeah. And I looked at the spreadsheet and and in and my defense, but not my defense, I haven't looked at the spreadsheet. Derek created, I looked at it, you know, I, I it was off my radar. I looked at it on Wednesday. I was like, do we really still do this? 
<laughs> and they were like, you know, one's laughing, one's crying, and one's huddled in the corner. Curled up in the corner, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, curled in the corner. So, so anyways, we simplified this literally. Like, we put it on the order page. I did it right there. Logged into Spiro, created a new. We realized that duplexes were 90, over 90% of these. So we have a mm. duplex add-on. We went away from all the complicated pricing, all the tiers. It's literally 50 bucks now. Like literally, and you make it whatever you want to make it. it. That just worked for us because this was a service we want to add. So if you pay for the initial property and you pay for the increased square footage to shoot the second unit on site is 50 bucks. You know, the photographer gets most of that. And we're happy. It's easy to explain. It doesn't have to go to the salesperson anymore. Um, there's an add-on on the order page. Yes. <laughs> there's an add-on on the order page. And this was all done just because we questioned every requirement. We yeah. deleted parts of the process. We simplified. We actually did leap ahead in the cycle life here because we, we think we've lost some clients because they were so shocked about our process of quoting these things that it just left a bad taste in their mouth. Hmm. And then, um, you know, we, we automated, we began to automate it by putting on the order page so that it could be done automatically. Yep. Real life example. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things I almost lost my Christianity over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. You know, mm. Craig, if you ask God for patience or at, what you ask him for, <laughs> and he, he gave you that, that quality situation, by right? multi, my multi-unit prop process. Yep. So yeah, yep. there was something enlightening about that. You know, that and driving on the interstate, you know, <laughs> that'll test anyone's patience anyway. All right. Well, good, yeah. good real life example in our industry, real estate photography and, and videography of, of implementing this philosophy of scaling and simplifying um that just yeah that, that that's a pain point we went through and and uh, kudos to the the team that thought through this and made it much simpler for both the the bds and the photographer and most importantly the client yes mm -hmm. yeah. yeah all righty well todd thank you for that insight great great things for us to chew on so the the five let's summarize real quick again the uh the five uh, items in, in philosophizing on how to how to scale your business and simplify. Question every requirement, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, delete any part of the process that you can. Number three, simplify and optimize. Number four, accelerate the cycle time. And then lastly, number five, automate, automate, automate. Yes. Right. It's, it's simple, not easy. That That's, right. you know, those things are simple to do, but they're not easy to do. And if you do want to scale, I think those are, you might not feel the pain today or tomorrow, but you will, you will feel the pain. Yeah. Trust, just learn from my stupidity with multi-units. It will catch <laughs> up to you and you actually will be focused on growing a pumpkin that's dying on the vine and not focused on growing the world's largest pumpkin. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we hope this was beneficial to you this week. Uh, thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, tuning in. You can tell I worked in radio, right? Thanks for watching on either <laughs> YouTube or uh, on on uh, the audio podcast. And uh, be, be sure to share this. If you find this beneficial, share it with others that are in the industry that you've gotten to know. Uh, we just we want to be a benefit to this industry as a whole and, and help you grow and, and you know, succeed in the business that you're passionate about. Um, if you have a topic that you want to hear us talk about or invite a guest on to talk about uh, related to the business of real estate photography, 
um, and videography, media in general, uh, drop us an email. You can email hello at Spiro.media and just put a subject matter idea, something like that. And uh, if we can, we will get to that because we would love to, to answer your questions uh, on this podcast and, and benefit you and your business. Um, Todd, any final thoughts that you have? Hey, have a great week. It's uh, first day of fall tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, y'all, it is fall here in the States. So enjoy it. The year goes, the end of the year goes fast, at least for me. So yeah. just enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Take, t- take time to slow down. Uh, just be thankful for the blessings in your life and make sure you take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. This is a production of Spiro and Wow Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.